I have a hot lead on some new uh, brand partnerships for the washing machine. Mm. So I just sent you a thing in the thing. I was I was told not to look at this before we started recording, and I've I've complied. Oh, I just don't know, but you know how sometimes you you upload a file to Slack and it just takes eight years for some reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's instant. Yeah. So yeah, so for the washing machine, our, one of our hallmarks is is kind of my tagline of always order the fries. And apparently, Alberts is making a uh, a limited edition French fry colored sole shoe. Which they're advertising on Instagram as a wool runner just perched inside a basket of undercooked French fries. I, I yeah, I, mm-hmm. I could literally not think of something more in your wheelhouse, and also something that makes no sense whatsoever. Do you think, you think they listen to the show? I think maybe this is some some. Maybe somebody paid you twenty bucks, and and your traffic is going to a Facebook VPN, and they're finding a way to advertise this in a, in a really sketchy way. But yeah, one of these fries don't look cooked all the way, um, and also the 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 shoe does not look like a French fry at all. Like not that the shoe needs to look like a French fry, but neither the uh, is it called the upper? What's the part that's not the sole? Hmm. I always thought in in Converse days back when that used to be a thing people liked, they were called the uppers. I'm the one who forgot what a uh, wall plate was on a light switch, so I'm I'm probably not really qualified to talk about individual components of anything. Well, yeah, there was also that time I forgot how, what the word shampoo was, <laughs> and then I asked somebody what hair soap was. So it's sometimes people have brain farts, but yeah, this 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 is a weird overlap. And if if Allbirds wants to to find a way to sponsor a certain. Um, uh menu items at the german washing machine then I, th- I i think there are some some deals to be made so when does your pair arrive uh i still think i like my uh merlot red or what, whatever the the color that i have my tree runners they're pretty good but i don't want to get them dirty do they not sell you they don't sell your color anymore it doesn't look like no they do but i have the tree runner not the wool runner oh that's oh right 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 got it and actually i think uh toque jam of the wool runners is close to the color that I have, but the, the wool runners seem a little bit too, um, too involved. Did we ever figure out what the difference between the wool and tree runners were? Well, thankfully to the, to their well-crafted website, if you click on, uh, your gender, you can see, uh, wool is identified as soft and cozy and there's a foot coming out of a cloud. And then tree is light and breezy like a kite. That doesn't really answer my question. Do you want to be soft and cozy or light and breezy? <laughs> I I think it's yeah I think it's think it's quite simple. I'll have to I'll have to think about that and get back to you. Yeah. So anyway, that that that, that was kind of a weird uh, yeah screwy thing on Instagram. But anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Um. Happy belated privacy day. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Same to you. What stays on your iPhone uh, remains on your iPhone or whatever it was. Right. So it's been a week. Well, actually, hold on. Did I have any other? early stuff we have to talk about is that is that what this part of the show is called like the early part i think it's it's the stuff that i think is mild it's interesting enough where i don't want to spoil it by bringing it up Ooh, actually i do have one other thing that we're going to talk about let me find the thing i don't know who clue haywood is but he had that amazing series on um the ridiculous rich people fitness peloton bike oh my thing gosh. which i really wish would become a coffee table book because i would buy it in a second 
I'm probably only saying this because Darth's been off of Twitter for so long, mm-hmm. but this might be the best thing I've ever seen on Twitter. I mean, it's I it 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 is in the notes, and it is it's just incredible. It's because it's I I don't think that thing nice things shouldn't exist for rich people, but that is one of those brands where everything is so just framed so aspirationally where like just you don't you shouldn't even be considering this product unless you have a three million dollar um which which in san francisco is a two-bedroom apartment but um (laughs) three million dollar um house uh engineered by frank lloyd wright or whatever it's just it's a little much sometimes it's oh man that's that's good but anyway that's that you can put a link in the thing it's all already there do you want to do follow-up or do you want to jump into main stuff? Or do we have follow-up? Um, well, I guess I should I should pull up the agenda, huh? I'm trying out this new Fireside Notes feature, and it's got me all, all out of sorts, as you would say. Um, well, I, actually, no, I, I do want to start with some follow-up. We have some pretty important follow-up this week, I think. Uh, I should open the document, too. So they, um, <laughs> so they both involve you. As, oh, no. any, as any good piece of follow-up should. So you and I, you know, we try not to lightly oh, use this word. You don't need to set this up. Uh, we can just jump right into you being a bad person. So yeah, so you, yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of a bad influence and also just a, a bad person. I, I'm, a, I'm a pusher, right? <laughs> you don't remember that movie, do you? Uh, well, I remember we talked about it on the show. No, but you... Never mind. Um, I guess you weren't intentionally making a Mean Girls reference. Well, I, bet, I think you had said it on the show, and then I asked you where that was from, and you said Mean Girls, and I said, okay. oh, yeah. yeah anyway. People, anyway, people it's, it's, always, it's always better when we explain it. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you're, you're a bad person. So, we, we've, mm-hmm. we've egged each other on. <laughs> like, I mean, just objectively, we, we've, we've egged each other on in, in certain smart home things. I think I initially got you on board with Hue Lights. And then you kind of went into your motion detector phase. And then when you moved into your new house, you were uh, looking for ways to not fully embrace the Hue lifestyle, but eventually you came around to it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to your Hue lifestyle here next. And then, and then you got me on the, the it, it, usually great, but also I'm getting that error about um, the bridge can communicate with the thing on the August thing a lot, a lot mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's really bumming me out. Where, to the point, had I not gotten the keypad, I would be ripping that thing out of the door. But yeah, so so it's it's a back and forth, but you, coupled with Jason Snell and a few other people, got me to buy a gosh dang Roomba, and he is so, so adorable, and, and, and mm-hmm. he's so cute, and, and, and also, I, I've been meaning to post this on Instagram, but I'll probably do it tomorrow. Uh, the, since the, I ended up getting the Roomba 690, which is kind of the best value model right now. Cause it has Wi-Fi and has a lot of the other stuff. It doesn't have the new and improved vacuum. Like mine still has the AeroVac feature, but I've, I've been getting pretty deep in learning about Roomba culture and the Roomba <laughs> uh-huh. generations. Sure. Where I, yeah. where I know that I should feel bad that I have, um, AeroVac and a, a last generation HEPA filtration thing. Versus uh, the one that you have, you I think you have a 700 series where you have better pet hair control, but I don't have any pets, and I don't anyway. 
so yeah so i got the room at 690 it was on sale um pretty much everywhere even in brick and mortar stores so i ended up getting it at uh best buy um and we'll we'll you can tangle this or you can put this i want to get back to it because i did my quarterly visit to best buy and i'm always shocked at how things have changed but yeah so i got it it was only 250 dollars, and he's great and it can talk to the echo family of products which is really dumb and impractical but it's great for one reason no no it's but it's not though but the thing is and i know the story is all over the place uh so my Roomba 690 is named Wally because obviously and you can ask an Amazon assistant ask Roomba to start vacuuming and then I was like and then Roomba makes his little happy chime of like let's go and then uh the Echo product will announce the name of your robot has started cleaning or whatever mm-hmm. and it says Wally and that's so fucking great yeah, no, this was it's this so was cute. a yeah, this was a chef special of mine a uh, month or two ago. It's 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 the well, best. No, but, but the thing is, I'll never ask the voice assistant to do it ever. But the fact that just the one or two times I've done it, it says, "Okay, Wally is on the job" or whatever it yeah, says. No, I know that's yeah. I, that was that was my exact point. Is it's it's not particularly practical or useful, but it's it's wonderfully delightful. Yeah, I forgot what is your Roomba named. Uh, so ours is named Blue, which is one of the raptors from Jurassic World. Does the raptor clean up things? Uh, is is there something in the movie that I would have to understand that makes it make sense? No, if, if you if you watch the movie, you would you would kind of get it. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> Does he make sounds that sound like a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, yeah, though the the first time that I did that, uh, Lady in a Can uh integration i you know kind of just installed it on a whim and just kind of wanted to see what it would do and was delighted at both the sound that the roomba made and then the fact that the lady in a can actually identifies it by the unit's name that's it's just great yeah you can also say echo assistant ask wally to go home and it does and it's, it's it's very fun and cute. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done I haven't done any of the other stuff. I know that you can do that. You can I think if it if it ever gets stuck, you can have the lady in a can have it like make a little chime sound to to help you find it. Oh, my Roomba. Well, well, so two things. <clears throat> when it gets stuck uh, on a cliff, you might say, because I have a a cushioned uh, a cushioned little mat by my like right where the sink and the stove are. And uh, Roomba or Wally got a little got a little stuck, and sent me a push notification saying he was stuck on a cliff, and I was really nervous for him. Well, so did, did I ever did I ever tell you the story of the first time that we ever ran our old Roomba? No. Uh, this so this was our you know first unit which had no Wi-Fi connectivity or anything, and so the lady friend and I ran it right before we left for work. So we started it, and then it you know it started cleaning. I think I was the first one who came home. Actually, no, no, no. The lady friend was the first one who came home, and I get a text from her saying, "I, I can't, I can't find the Roomba." I'm like, "Well, it was. It's supposed to like go back to its base. What do you mean? Is it is it not there?" And she said, "No, it's not there. It's I can't find it." And I, I came home shortly later. Could you know? Wasn't at the base. I looked around the apartment, and you know, at the time we were living in a you know fairly small <laughs> one bedroom apartment. There's really just not a lot of places this thing could go. 
and it had ended up wedging itself completely underneath our little console table, which sat right below where our TV was in the, the family room, like way in the back. Like, and to the point where like, I had to like lift the table up in order to, um, you know, get the Roomba out of there. So that's where that little lady in a can chime feature would have come in handy. Well, the thing is that, well, I mean, you could also do that from the app, but, um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's neat. Um, but no, maybe I, I don't, I assume yours also has this, but mine, when it gets stuck, like if you're also at home, like the Roomba itself will talk to you. Right. And we'll yes. say in a really distressed lady, uh, a female voice, it'll say error in an error code and says, uh, Roomba is, is, is stuck. Please send help or something. <laughs> Forget what the exact phrasing is, but yeah. So it's, but I, so I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely happy that you, you and, and the collective internet that had like a Roomba epiphany recently, like kind of like all the relay shows, it's been a thing where multiple shows and hosts like Alex Cox of, do by Friday and Roboism, a few other things. Also got one. Uh, Mike Hurley has been on the Roomba hype for a little bit, and then yeah, Jason just caught on it too. But yeah, so do you have your phone in front of you? I do. Uh, can you open the iRobot app? I can. So we're, yeah, so we're talking about the Roomba, but I also want to turn this into an anti-Apple thing mm-hmm. because that's a talent that I have. Uh, go into so you hit the little hamburger menu, and then click on your robot. Okay. Yep. And then go to settings and then about. Uh, so I, I'm going to settings and then about and then the robot name. So about about blue. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So a few things here. So I really, really appreciate like the, the setup process was super easy and cool. Uh, the app is really well made. Uh, it was super easy to pair and get everything going. But the app is exceptional, and I really appreciate how much iRobot is leaning into the fact that they're, like, even though it's, and also, spoiler, the Roomba's really dumb. Like, in terms of, like, smarts, it it is not a smart robot to the point where, uh, and I'll get to this, I've I've put bumpers on it so that it doesn't scratch up the walls and go, like, beat itself up and, and hurt the stump. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, the Roomba, it's, or iRobot has like leaned super hard into the fact that it is a robot and every bit about it is cool. Like when you're installing a firmware update, it has like, actually it looks vaguely like Pixar-y in terms of like, it looks like Eve when it shows that Eve is giving the Roomba a gift of new software. Um, the fact that your robot has a birthday, that your robot has a name and it's, it's just robot language. Like all of it is just so so cool and fun and it's something that apple stuff seems to used to have but new apple doesn't like there's very little like and this is something that people have talked about for a while where it's like there's no whimsy or like not necessarily cute stuff but just fun stuff in apple software ever since apple's gotten so big and that's in the in this whole setup process and using it for the first couple of days like just like the little like triumphant chime that uh Wally makes when he makes it back to uh, makes it back to his charging base. Just all of it is so fun. Whereas so much of what Apple makes these days, which used to be a, a, a company that knew how to wow and make fun things, kind of doesn't anymore now that they're big and big and old. I don't know. 
but yeah, but but yeah, that that's a very big positive on the Roomba and also kind of a eh topple. Well, and you know, I think in addition to all the whimsy, so I guess to to further the Apple comparison here, it, Siri is a product that you may may or may not like its style, but at least has a, a kind of a a degree of personality that many other services and products don't have. However, the key difference between Roomba's personality and Siri's Siri Siri thinks it's good. Exactly. Like the underlying product itself, in the case of Roomba, works really well, and in the case of Siri, very much does not. And that's that's the whole thing with the Roomba thing is yeah, like all this robot stuff is is cute, but if the actual vacuum itself well, <laughs> I was gonna say sucked, but maybe didn't suck. You know what I mean? Didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Then I think a lot of that charm would maybe fall a little flat. But because the actual unit itself works really well, and it's actually a pretty darn good vacuum, all the personality stuff on top of it just kind of is uh, you know icing on the cake, as, as you're famous for saying. Well, and also in the times that it fails, it also fails in like a humble way. Mm-hmm. Or like or just like it's not like siri always makes you feel stupid forever trying to use it and and if it works it works great and that and uh, merry christmas but and the, and the room is just the room is just like hey i'm trying i'm really really trying here oh yeah and again like when it when it got stuck on a cliff i was like that, that, come on come on dude um but like it it's just it's it's just good it's a good balance of Kind of like TiVo, sort of like just like all the fun sounds. That's like I actually think, yeah, uh, w- w- Wally, sorry, Roomba and TiVo, like old TiVo, not TiVo Hydra after it got acquired and all that kind of stuff. Like the, the same level of fun. Like TiVo used to have like that cute little animated like TV with the alien ears, and all the sounds in the TiVo interface were super fun. It, it, it's very similar to that, or it kind of feels like very little of that is. Like I mean, Apple. Like I, I like some some stuff. They still do that really well with like the the AirPods pairing of the way that little screen comes up and it and like there's a like that stuff is neat. But there's still yeah, there's not a lot of fun to it. And any fu- like in the like you said, the most obvious customer facing or user facing fun part of it is the personality for Siri, which is a service that sucks. And is, anytime it tries to be fun, is often aggravating because it's because it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Exactly right. But yeah, but my my Roomba was uh, sorry. Wally was born on January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. So let's mark that down. You can send gifts. Uh, you can buy him, you can buy him new HEPA filters from his <laughs> Amazon wish list. Um, and I assume we'll have to replace his uh, bumper tape that I got from Home Depot. Um, uh, ever ever like maybe quarterly, but he's pretty good. That's smart to put the tape on there. That that really was the. Oh, I gotta make that. Well, hold on. Did you let me? Uh, uh, while while we're talking, I'll send you a picture. But um, yeah, it's just it's really cool. Oh, that was the other thing. It um, I I have a really bad cough. Well, actually, two things. So my base, because I live in a small apartment, it, and I was really skeptical as to whether or not this was going to work. It's under my couch. And even with like the infrared thing, it still manages to find its way home. Hmm. So that was cool. And also, I, I have this West Elm coffee table that Roomba is about three and a half to four inches high. 
and the coffee table has like little like legs and like a bar that it's not just like four legs. It has, um, let me see if I can send you a picture of it, um, that are exactly that height. So depending on how fast Roomba is going, he will, uh, hit it. And it's very, um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer for him because he, he's trying, but he's kind of getting injured in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll send you that. And yeah, the bumper tape, I think, was actually a pretty smart move on my part. Because um, yeah, he, he, he uh, Roomba will, will get some speed and um, not always uh, the best for your walls or stuff. Just because I also do have um, like a little box that collects wires underneath my uh, LG TV. And it wouldn't be great if he ran into that full speed. No, no. Yeah, so I had to figure out what I'm going to do about the coffee table or if there's a way to get him to be lower or something, but yeah. But yeah, uh, the the cushion tape's great. And then other smart home-related stuff real quick. Um, we were talking about the power on feature for uh, what Hue bulbs do after a power outage, and they uh, when I went to configure that, there was a pop-up message in the Hue app that said... Um, Version one or generation one bridges will no longer be supported <laughs> and they will now be getting their own special application. And they tried to spin it like it was a good thing, but it was basically just a really neutered application. So it's something I hadn't brought up before is that ever since I upgraded to, and you can see it in the picture on top of the stump, I got a second gen uh, Echo, not an Echo Plus, and then the Echo Spots. They had a problem with the gen one Hue Bridge where they wouldn't see all the lights. So I would say, echo assistant turn on the living room lights and it only do like half of them half the time and it was really frustrating and difficult to troubleshoot but anyway i bought off of ebay a uh, gen 2.1 bridge reconfigured all the lights which in itself was kind of a huge pain in the butt uh but now everything works great uh, the power on or the power failure feature is configured properly to their uh last setting so at least it won't be uh blindingly bright when it comes on like at 3 a.m and it now works perfectly with all the Echo devices. Can I ask you a question? Why Why did you get the new version of the Echo? Because the old Echo looked uh, really. I didn't like the way it looked. Like I like the the like the heather gray like denim fabricy pattern on this one. Yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's shorter. And I just because I and I thought like yeah, I upgraded to the new Hue or what's called Hue. The Harmony Ultimate, or what? what is that new remote called? The Harmony Elite is the one. Har- oh, have. yeah. yeah. But the Harmony be. Hub is what makes it smart. Got it. So, yeah, so I, I ended up just getting both at the same time, because why not? I mean, yeah, why, yeah, exactly. Why not? That, that, you know, that's the old Carlos. I like that. I, I... Stop it. <laughs> but, yeah, and then the only other thing about setting up the U-Bridge. So, I'm... When you get a Mac, do you do you use Migration Assistant? Like when you no, get a new computer, no, no, or do you start no, fresh? No, 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 no. Start fresh, of course. Yeah, so that's normally what I do, and that's that's probably the old Windows ninety eight and Windows XP user I've been scarred from ever doing an implant. Like, just remember the days when you would just every six months you'd reformat your hard drive just because something happened or Windows started being Windows. That honestly is probably why I do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, you 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 were hurt as a child and and just. <laughs> That pain lingers on. It's just like, and also just like back in my like Mac OS eight days when you would just get the bomb because OS ten or sorry, Mac OS didn't have protected. Sorry, and Mac OS the old way, not new 
BS Mac OS. It's still called OS 10. But old school Mac OS did not have protected memory until like OS 9.2. So therefore, you'd get that little bomb of like unexpected system shutdown and you would just lose all your work just because one app decided to overwrite the memory space of an app because the OS didn't know what that was. Right. So that's a bummer. Anyway, uh, so yeah, when I got the new Hubridge, it was like, hey, do you want to transfer your settings and scenes and stuff? I'm like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> I want to set this up all over again. But the problem with that, even though when I was going to unplug the the Generation 1 bridge, I deleted all the lights from it because I'm like, I want these to be easy to use. And I assume if they're still, if they still think they're paired to um, a bridge, then it's not going to, it's going to be a pain to resync them. So I deleted all of them and then that was that. And I installed the new thing, and no matter what I did, if I turned them off and on or unscrewed them and put them back in, like they would not be detectable by the the bridge when I was trying to configure it again. So I'm like, that's oh god, is this thing effective? And no, it turns out you just have to unscrew every single bulb and manually type into the app the uh, Zigbee serial number for every bulb in the house, and that was not fun. Huh? Yeah, I I, like, I thought I like... thought it through, and it, it I, apparently not enough. No, I, I, it's it's probably not entirely because of the bridge switch. It might just honestly be a general hue bug because when I went through and, and bought a bunch of them for the house, I think like every sixth or seventh bulb would not automatically be detected by the app. And I would have to do exactly what you just described and manually enter the little serial number thing and then it would pop right up. So I, I don't really know what that's about. Yeah, the problem for me though is that basically every light fixture in my house is or in my apartment is in the ceiling. Yeah. So, and including in my bedroom uh where I have to like precariously stand on the bed and try not to fall over and unscrew a fixture from the ceiling. It 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 was really um kind of a big pain in the butt and it mm-hmm. was it, it it destroyed any Yeah, definitely no whimsy there. The, none of that sparked joy for me at all. No. No, no, no. Yeah, and I and I did not thank the Gen One bridge when I threw it out. <laughs> is that, is a, that's right next to your uh, old TiVo Mini now. Oh, that is in the trash too. Wait, did we <laughs> hold on? Wait, I promise we'll get to actual stuff and how and how Facebook is spying on children. But yeah, I got rid of so I had this whole I like I think I've talked about this where I have this. Um, Clear, very, very con Marie. I and I did this before she brought it up. <laughs> she stole all my ideas. No, you you made that clear last week. I know. I'll, I'll still get to it. Um, I had a clear bin uh, where I had all like the tech stuff where I'm like, this isn't trash, but this is like I I should try to like list this on eBay or give it away. And I just went through. And I'm like, nobody wants this shit. And and I just ended up. <laughs> so two things. Um, it's a never ending story. Uh. People don't know, or that I, I certainly didn't know, Amazon has a uh, Echo trade-up program where I had that first-generation Echo that I paid $180 for in like 2015, and then I had two Echo Dots, which oh, who wants a first-gen Echo Dot? Like that, That's worse than like a pair of used socks. So uh, apparently you can get $25, a whopping $25 for the first-gen Echo and $5 for each Hue Dot, or sorry, Echo Dot. And they just give that to you in a in an Amazon gift card, which I mean that's good as American money, basically. So, yeah, and they prepay shipping. So I got thirty uh, thirty five dollars for those old Echo devices. Um, I threw away the TiVo, or sorry, I quote unquote recycled the TiVo Mini because um, I I'm an idiot. Or I think we've had this conversation before where I somehow bought a TiVo Mini that requires service, and you managed to get one that doesn't. 
So therefore, there's no way I could give that away because, like, who would want that? And I just had a bunch of like random knickknacks, and I'm just like, no, nobody cares. Like, I, like that. Um, whatever the highest end Logitech Harmony from like 2009 was that I ended up replacing with the Harmony Elite. I'm like, I was looking at the completed listings on eBay for it, which is like twenty five dollars, and I'm like, after fees and shipping, like, just why yeah yeah and i don't i don't say this something like like where that money doesn't matter like i mean i would prefer to have it but it's just like i don't want to go to the post office it, like, yeah there's, there's, just, there's like, a time component there too yeah yeah it's, and it's not like my time's that valuable either. <laughs> like, i mean i i can find times of the day where i am not doing stuff but i just don't want to have that thing where i have something where i'm like it's on my omni focus of go ship the thing that the net proceeds are gonna be 14 dollars for like that's just that's not worth it Right. So anyway, so that clear bin of uh, used slash sell slash recycle um, is is now empty. So proud of that. Yeah. Very good. That's a very uh, Marie Kondo of you. It's copyright infringement. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh, uh, well, it, unless you have anything else to round out, follow up. Um, you had mentioned this online, offline, where we weren't sure if we'd come up with a phrase about this. It's kind of like feature creep, but for corporations, mm. where Casper has a new product called Casper Glow, because they were too, they weren't busy enough making nap pods uh, for millennials to go into like and pay by the fifteen minutes. Isn't that what how it works? I, or am I making that up? I, I've blocked that out of my memory. I don't remember. But anyway, the mattress company that used to have their their ad copy was always like, "We made one simple great mattress," and now they have like fucking four mattresses to cradle your natural geometry or whatever BS they're talking about. Uh, but they, they now have a consumer electronics device called the, the glow light, which is kind of like a, a hue go or a hue bloom. And it's kind of like, just like a candle that you can, it has a, a gyroscope in it where if you flip it over, that turns it on and off. And if you twist it, that controls how bright it is. But just why? I don't. I don't really like much about this. Like I, I'm like this. This could be cool. And like, have you ever seen the the Lumi light? And no, I don't think so. Um. Oh, sorry, not, not Lumi. Uh, Lumio. Um. It's really cool. If you go to Hello Lumio, and it's spelled just how you'd expect it to be. Um. It's it's a cute local company that makes um a book that's just a really blur, a bright LED light. And the uh, the color of uh, the color temperature of the light that this gives off versus the um, Casper Glow actually feels really similar. Like that's a really cool lighting product. If if your thing is you want kind of a, a cutesy, non traditional light source, but is why like it's just like a, is this just like a prestige branding play? Like I, I don't I don't get this. How much is this thing? I ninety like bucks. I'm... Wait, the, the the Lumio is is two hundred, but it's it's worth it because it's cute. But the Casper Glow is nineteen dollars. Hmm. Yeah, and also for perspective, the Casper Wave is is like sixteen hundred dollars because there's like, hey, this this uh, foam mattress from. Oh, sorry, I lied. No, it's not. It's twenty two fifty for a queen. Because you know, like this this mattress that's probably vaguely different from the foam they were shipping from China, which now comes from a different part of China, maybe is. Yeah, it's it's better for your natural geometry. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. If they'd stuck to their original thing of like one mattress for all, like even though I have it and I it's I find it very uncomfortable, but I'm just I I, I don't I can't find a 
better solution. I don't know. Like, I would be fine with it if they still just sold, like, that one $900 mattress. But now that they have three different kinds for no discernible reason, just because it's a money grab, eh. Yeah, but I assume I assume part of this is, you know, not to make another Apple comparison, but they, like every other, you know, venture-backed company and every public company for that matter, who are pressured by investors to constantly find growth, eventually if they sold just the single mattress, they're going to run out of people to sell that one mattress to. There's a lot of people on Earth. There, well, but you know what I mean. It's. Do you really think there are people that bought the original Casper mattress and then heard on a uh, heard on five thirty eight or uh, something else like that? Oh, there's a new one, and they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" I like this is like going from the iPhone five S to the iPhone eight. Like, are there people that are re- replacing their mattress for that reason? No, I was thinking more. Maybe the original mattress wasn't you know, for somebody for some reason, but then one of these other mattresses are. Because, like, one of them is more affordable, right? And then one is higher end and, I guess, presumably more comfortable. So, I don't know, maybe if you had someone who couldn't afford the original Casper, they could get that entry-level model. And then if somebody really wanted the the, the Cadillac version, then they, you know, they they now have that. So... Is, is Cadillac still what we're using to suggest something is high end? I'm not. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the Model X. Actually, that is a perfect analogy. The Casper Wave is probably the Model X of mattresses. It's really impractical and probably bad. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, so yeah, I think that's it for follow up. Uh. Do you want to talk about something? Uh. Some frivolous stuff, or do you want to get into the meaty Facebook Apple stuff? Let's let's get into the the meaty stuff. Although, is the is the stiller sparkling news? Is that not part of the meaty stuff? What what category does that fall into? Uh, let, let's let's save that for later in the show, just because I feel like I've been talking a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make you just explain all the Apple stuff. Okay. So this has been a bad week <laughs> for for both Apple and Facebook. Or so a good week. Who knows. Uh, yeah maybe like it's it's been very what, what's what's the phrase in, in politics very tiktok like it, yeah <laughs> apple had one of the absolute worst privacy bugs in a very very long time and like facebook is like hold my beer and then just go from there right so the the apple stuff which i i guess just came out a couple of days ago it, it feels like it was about six weeks ago but <laughs> um there's there's bug in the most recent version of iOS and I guess maybe has been a part of FaceTime group chat ever since it came out. Um, it wasn't originally part of iOS 12, right? Didn't that come in some point release thereafter? I don't know. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, it, it this came up sometime in, in the fall. And it was discovered that if you... It initiate a FaceTime call and then go to add another number. So basically go to kick off a FaceTime group chat. If you just added your own number, that would then allow you to hear the audio of the original person who you were calling, even if they hadn't yet accepted your FaceTime call, which, you know, not really what you're looking for. And if that wasn't bad enough, it soon came out that the bug had been reported to Apple something like a week earlier, 
and and they, they tried hard to report it. Right, exactly. And they and, were eventually referred to go create a developer account so you can file a radar. Right. Which, oh, geez. Which we know how responsive Apple is to every single radar. Um. Yeah, they just seem like they completely booted the response, which, you know, oftentimes, as bad as an initial story is, it's the bungled corporate response that follows, which makes it even worse. And that, that seems to to be the case here. And then, and then on top of that, and this is the part where this is maybe being a little harsh, but I also kind of don't think so, especially in the context of the fact that they've known about this for at least the last week is when they did issue a statement when this kind of became a thing a couple of days ago, they said, oh yeah, you know, we're working on a fix and it'll be out like it would like in a week or like later this week. Like it wasn't something that they immediately patched. And I, and I get, you know, hundreds of millions of iOS devices, like it, they have to be, and you know, they've had some issues with iOS updates in the past. So I, I get that they have to be somewhat cautious, but man that's that's just not good so before we get into the facebook stuff so the th this like the severity of this bug is insane and 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 here's the thing eventually app like or like apple's going to get a pass on this like because people have already forgotten and nobody's going to care like like this this will be over with nobody will be talking about this in in a week but the thing is like it is just so everybody's paranoia like you know all those and and I will include that I have actually done this on my Echo Spots just because I don't really trust Amazon. But you know, like all those paranoid people that put tape over their webcams and stuff? Mm-hmm. This validates all of that. Because it's not even that just like, oh yes, like some like Russians are gonna spy on me and they're gonna get they're gonna put malware and, and ransomware on my computer and, and they're they're gonna look at me while I'm doing my taxes or something. Like this was a insanely repeatable bug that voluntarily would give almost anybody who wanted to call you access to video and audio of you even if you hit buttons to decline the call like it's so much so that apple actually server side within probably about four hours of that um nine to five mac article hitting tech meme and it it, it just blowing up like literally server side disabled all group facetime services so that it could no longer be exploited like the scale of the but like that's insane like you had so many people who are so, like all all the t-word voices on twitter that would that will uh, jump to apple's defense no matter what it is they're like well apple, apple wants to charge you two thousand dollars to replace your keyboard but 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 they need the money they like all the people that would like say anything in defense of apple were like oh shit this is actually not good yeah, so it's a crazy bug, and it happened the day before. Um, wait, Jesus, was this only Monday? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm saying. <laughs> it feels okay. Uh, you weren't joking. Yeah, like so. It, it was two days ago, and we've mostly already forgotten um, because there's a whole new controversy. But yeah, so it happened a day before their earnings call, and just when Apple's been having like a kind of a rough go at it of both software quality and and hardware quality which i i mean that's a narrative that probably only nerds care about for a lot of stuff like this this was that was it was not good so should we get into the facebook stuff um do you, do you want to talk about apple earnings at all or no 
or is that better to keep silent away? I, I if we if, if we talk about it, I think it'll be best solid away. Okay. I don't think okay. it really fits in the middle of this. Okay, so then shortly thereafter, and the reason why that feels like forever ago is uh, late last night, uh, TechCrunch had a investigative report about um, a Facebook research project that would pay users aged thirteen to thirty five. Uh, twenty dollars a month to uh, install a um, a VPN service on their Android or iPhone. If it happened to be an iPhone that you had, you had to give them root uh, root permission or root profile access, something that would use a enterprise profile. Where, like, let's say, like your employer wants to give you a phone that has a bunch of applications that are distributed outside of the app store because they're either proprietary or they don't want them available to the general public. They can have their enterprise certificate signed where you can so- kind of sideload. That's probably not the right term, but you can you can put in apps on the phone that are not necessarily Apple-blessed, but you have a trusted enterprise profile that allows you to do that from Apple. And they were doing that uh, as a way to um, redistribute an app uh, that was a VPN service that was already kind of kicked off slash forced to be pulled by the developer uh, last summer. Like a, a little bit of backstory, like four years ago, Facebook bought a company called Onavo, which is uh, an array, uh, Israeli data analytics firm that their value proposition to the customers was, hey, we'll compress your data and show you how to save uh, save money and save data on your cellular bill if you use our VPN. Then Facebook bought them and then used them for competitive research and a way to get people to route all their traffic through Facebook servers. Would you think, oh yeah, most traffic that happens on the internet these days is encrypted, so what does it matter? It still gives Facebook valuable insights on what services you use that aren't Facebook and what time, how often, what apps you have installed and all that kind of stuff. So it gives them a lot of competitive data that they wouldn't otherwise get. Um, and allows them to know when to um, implement and steal features. Uh, allegedly, there was reporting that that's what helps them know uh, why to buy WhatsApp and when, just by seeing kind of like the swell in users for that service. So Facebook has a lot of incentive to want to get that type of data. But anyway, Apple had issues last summer with the amount of data they were collecting and whether or not that was upfront with their customers and if they were trafficking customer data and then that whole relationship wasn't necessarily clear to the end user. So they forced them to pull the app and then basically Facebook under the guise of this uh, research program basically redeployed the exact same application and paid people to use it, uh, many of whom were minors. Um, and that's that's pretty much that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to even know <laughs> what what to say to to add just on top of the the facts. I mean, it's it, it's just it's it's so it's it's so bad on many levels, including the fact that Facebook, very rightfully so, is already in a lot of hot water, and so to have something this nakedly shady out there still in light of the fact that people are already you know really scrutinizing the company is just so so bad so a couple of other like stray observations about this when people signed up for this service yeah so they had to give insane permissions on ios devices and ios devices are generally from 
like a structural OS design way locked down in, in a much more, um, like just, just much more locked down than your average Android device that allows people to do whatever they want. Um, so you had to give like really, really broad permissions to this. And basically every bit of network traffic, um, Wi-Fi or cellular was getting filtered through Facebook servers and identifiable to you. Um, and it wasn't just for Facebook properties, it was for anything that happened on your phone. Uh, but the other part that was kind of weird, or not not weird, I mean, it, make, it makes sense, but that was kind of also blatantly just like sketchy, is that when you enrolled in the service, you also had to take a screenshot of your Amazon purchases so they could also know what you bought and when and use that to correlate your... Because um, like they use the Facebook Pixel and other places to track you around the web, the web and do retargeting that way. So they could use your Amazon purchases to associate your commercial profile or like your or like your shopping profile with all the data they were going to get from this program too. So that that was also just super weird, and it's just it's 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 not good. And I'm somebody who probably like for for better for like just like it's probably for worse. I've always tried to look at the well, maybe people are just like saying negative things about Facebook, like we're just like, everything they do, no matter what they do, like it's, it's going to be framed as a bad thing where there, there might be a totally valid reason for whatever they're doing, or people are interpreting this just like in the worst possible way. And sometimes you could say that, but it's getting really, really hard to ever give Facebook the benefit of the doubt or to say whatever they're doing is not for I have I've been thinking about it a lot and I can't think of a better word like other than evil. Like like yeah. Like it's all really bad. Like it's it's not like I I'm not saying it's like malicious. I mean it kind of is. Where it's just it's it's like bending the rules and like it's always like like ethically mired and it's it's just always bad. I don't know, man. Well, and and just to to make it worse, they still have the goal to come out and talk about how, you know, they're all about bringing people together. I mean, oh, that, that was like Zuckerberg had his whole, and I assume it was written way before this happened, but his whole memo about what Facebook's doing to protect elections and all that bullshit. Right. It is oh, and and this happened two days before they said, oh yeah, we're going to merge Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Like where where it's on the back end, they're going to merge all of those uh, messaging platforms. And you know this is this is similar to the the Apple thing too with the, the FaceTime bug in the sense that why is it that these company why why can't none of these companies ever proactively fix these issues? Why is it that they really only all of a sudden care about them when there's this huge public outcry? Like it. It would be so much more genuous if, or genuine rather, if companies, <laughs> you know, proactively did what they only do when there's some big public outcry. Well, with the with the with the, the FaceTime thing, I think Apple would have. I think it's just that Apple Facebook has gotten. Uh, hold on, with the FaceTime thing, sorry, FaceTime and Facebook, FaceTime issue that Apple had. I think that's more of a software QA problem and a difficulty that because they're now a large company that getting that that like urgent issues and bubbling that stuff up 
is difficult and they haven't found a way to scale that, which they need to. Where, like, I assume everybody who calls into Apple support or contacts them thinks their issue is the most urgent thing in the world. And, and it's, it's like, this is a big problem for your platform. Like, I assume everybody says that. In this one case, it really was. And it was a really bad bug that should have never gotten out. And any competent QA team should have been able to figure that out. But like the Facebook one, I, I maybe don't follow your point there because what they have like this this program still exists on on Android. It it is still like they 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 allegedly pulled it from iOS, and we haven't gotten to the point where or we haven't even discussed the fact that Apple has taken the insane step of revoking their. Um, uh, enterprise distribution distribution profile, which means one that kills this app from working. It also kills every single internal build of every Facebook application for all Facebook employees. So nobody's able to test um, uh, beta versions of Facebook or Instagram or Messenger or some of the apps they only use internally. All of those are broken right now on iOS because Apple has said, "Fuck it, you're done with that." They haven't pulled. They haven't like done the the what I think is like the nuclear option of actually pulling Facebook and Instagram from the App Store, but doing what Apple did with that profile is crazy. So I so I guess I don't necessarily understand the point where Facebook would like I don't know what the step is where they would resolve this themselves because I don't think they think there's anything wrong with what they're doing. I think they think that we're compensating people to learn more about them and we're not going to do anything malicious with this data in in the eyes of the user and in the business community like whether or not you think what they do is malicious is up for debate but like i don't think apple or like facebook is aware of doing anything wrong well but the but they tried to they tried to hide it and that's you know the, the 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 solution here would have been realizing that the manner they were distributing this was wrong, and it was only after they got caught where. But it's the only way they possibly could have. Yeah. There's no other way to get that level of data out of iOS. Like it's not like Android where you can just check the box that says I'm cool with unknown sources and do whatever you want, which is one of the biggest problems with Android. Like th that's the only way they could. And they were all like, and, and the worst part is that because their uh, rebranded Onavo client was pulled slash forced to be removed from the App Store, and it's basically the same thing, except it's actually a little bit worse. And they're now paying people to scrape their data. Like that's that's nuts. Like so, the, the, like it's like the balls to to even consider doing that after they were already basically told like, no, that, knock that shit off. It's it's crazy. It's really bad. And 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 to do that after all the scandals Facebook has had, where like I don't use Facebook that much anymore, but you'll you'll see that so many of the push notifications and the stuff that's in your feed, like they've scaled back a lot of the stuff that was making people want to use Facebook less, just because they're like you know we're willing to take the short term revenue hit of not having all these paid media posts and ads in here just to make people think that, you know what? Hey, like the ads we made are true. People are here for the friends. Let's get back to the good times. Except like they didn't scale back any of the shady shit they were doing in the background. And 
Like that show, like that for everybody that's saying, oh, Facebook's doing better. But then the people that are like, no, they're not. They're, they're doing, they're just, they're like putting on a different public face for a little bit. And they're, they're going to go back right to do whatever they were doing beforehand. This proves that. Like they, they, they learned nothing. And it, and, and, and the fact that Apple is basically the only regulatory body in the world right now that can put Facebook in check is a really sad state of affairs. Like you can have however many stupid con- congressional hearings you want where somebody says, if you don't charge, like where some senator says, if you don't charge people for the service, how do you make money? And then Zuckerberg fucking with a, with a, sorry, with a grin on his face says, we run ads. Like how, how is Apple now the only one that can speak truth to power? Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's all really well said. Mm. So what, there's been kind of a counterpoint to let's round out this discussion, like where some people are nervous or even though Apple's like executive veto option has been used, what I think pretty much everybody other than some Facebook employees uh, have, has been wielded justly. What do you think of the fact that Apple can basically at their whim, basically say, no, your code can't run on our phones. Do you have any concerns about that whatsoever? Well, well, so what I'm not clear about is, does this power extend to like regular apps on from the App Store, or yes. does this? It does for sure. It's, it's not the same thing, but yes, Apple can pull in the same way that on well, OS they 10 can, they well, have hold Gatekeeper. On, though. They can, like, they, no, they can they can pull an app, and they can also say that you know what this profile, like this signed application, is now dead. So if they somehow found that malware got into the App Store. And needed to kill it, they totally could. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that is that is potentially problematic. But I guess the counterpoint to the counterpoint would be until Apple uses that in a way that isn't quite as clearly for the greater good, then I guess I guess I'm not really sure like what the alternative is really. I don't think it's necessarily an alternative, but like, uh, what, what was the, let me, I'm going to tech meme. Yeah. Where uh, Neil I. Patel says, yeah, I'm the nagging voice in the back of your head pointing out that it's pretty intense that Apple can simply decide to prevent people from running code on their phones. Like it's, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm trying to think of like what, like if, if somehow Apple ever got, in a position where the certain governments were less friendly to them and there were certain things that were like a, a free speech issue. Like, I think there's a lot of cases where you could think that Apple retroactively just like killing an app because they feel that it, it no longer suits them or is now in their revised definition of the terms of service is no longer amenable to the platform. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Apple, like, that that's their goal. But whenever something like this actually happens, it it is kind of, it's something that I think people should still kind of think about, where the benefits of a walled garden are sometimes, depending on who who's dictating the rules of the garden, can be not desirable. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, for how restrictive and how nervous people were about how the app store and how iOS was where you couldn't just like run your own code on it. I think it's actually turned out fairly well. 
but it is still kind of disconcerting that um yeah that it can it can be uh altered really really quickly I, I, yeah i think there's probably an underappreciated sense of how much power apple has yep same could be said for google too by the way on the android side it's probably not quite as consolidated as apple but i still pres- i still presume that google no matter how many different you know manufacturer skins and stuff that are out there kind of the underlying core services of android google probably has quite a bit of influence over they do but also i i don't think there's a way that google on old versions of android could ever retroactively say because like they make it really easy to say i want stuff that's not in the purview of the play store where just any dot apk file that could be installed on this phone will run and that's just something that the user gets to decide i don't i'm not like i'm not an android developer but i i i'm not sure there's a way they could ever flip a switch and retroactively lock that stuff down and that's one of the things that makes android kind of scary in terms of malware and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so that's uh that was crazy and um yeah i don't know i like i yeah, that's weird. Like I said, like I think this is like one of the biggest like tech stories of the past five years. Like it's yeah, the brazenness of Facebook and also the like just insanely swift, vengeful response of Apple is because you couldn't really say that it was for like user protection that much, just because like the scale of this experiment like had to have been like at most maybe like ten thousand users or something like that. So I think a lot of it was actually just Apple being like we're done with facebook for a while and and we think this is the easiest way to send them a message yeah i I guess my i mean you've you've all said this really well which is why i guess i don't really have a a ton of value to add on top of what you've already said but my overarching comment would be i think what's really scary about facebook is as was shown in the 2016 election the platform itself can be used for a lot of ill will and create all kinds of societal problems and it those those problems and those uses would be a little less scary if it was happening to a platform which was managed by a you know kind of high moral type company that swiftly responded to it and kind of knew knew what the right thing to do was but the <laughs> facebook is clearly not that type of company so you have a platform which can be abused and the people who are in charge of it don't acknowledge that abuse sometimes they don't respond to it in any kind of helpful way other times and are kind of at their core somewhat morally bankrupt well yeah it's it's the dilemma of the ethical corporation and and it's whether or not that that can ever actually be fixed because zuckerberg can't be ousted like he they facebook's one of the companies that set up like the voting class shares where basically he has like unlimited authority for the most part right right yeah so like i'm, I'm like and this is going to be an inelegant comparison and i'm sorry like this isn't this isn't a joke about uh like for long-time listeners of the show but like kind of comparing it to uber like do you think uber is changing 
like fundamentally under Dara? I don't really have enough information to say one way or the other, but I think the core difference is, I mean, yeah, Uber is an important service and yeah, they might have a lot of information about their users specific to like their location, but just the, the scale of Facebook in terms of the numbers and in terms of the amount of data they have on their users kind of just, it, it puts Facebook in a whole other category, even from a company like Uber. Sure. Like, but I, so I, I would say they actually are getting better. Like uh, what I'm what I'm suggesting is that a change in leadership and uh, like a moral reckoning of, cause like Uber had a really bad year, like one and a half, to, like, so there were, there were, there was the, um, what was her name? I, 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 I forget. Um, there was the, the one who wrote about the, like the, just the rampant sexual harassment and, and the retaliatory HR department inside Uber. And then there, there were a whole bunch of other stories about their um, kind of um, questionable business practices and a whole bunch of other stuff that came to a head. And that's when Travis got forced down. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm looking forward to reading um, friend of the show, Mike Isaac's book about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot that he's got that book coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Bruno will be on the on the author jacket. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so so much stuff came to a head with Uber and and they had a change in leadership and I think and and now and I think this is probably easier because um they're so entrenched in so many markets that it's easy for them to now play by the rules. But I think like they're now working with local governments and they even I mean, they were forced to, but they are kind of playing ball with the city of New York that's kind of established a um, wage floor for drivers where they have to make a certain minimum wage before, like, otherwise Uber has to make up the difference. Like, there's a whole lot of stuff where I actually think Uber is, as a company, fundamentally getting better. I would say they're good, but they're improving from the very low lows that they add. Where Facebook, I don't actually, I don't think they care. Like I, I think fundamentally, they think they have just a critical mass of users, and even if you hate Facebook or are using Facebook less, and as their earning report showed today, turns out people aren't. They they totally are using it just as much. Like even if you don't like Facebook and you move to Instagram, like they they own so many major platforms and have so much attention and and usage data from all like internet consumers. Like they they just don't care. And they don't have; they're not accountable to anybody because we don't have a government that understands technology, nor do we have an administration or an FCC or an FTC that's willing to regulate any of that stuff. So therefore, they get to continue to be a, as you said, uh, probably rightfully so, or suggested uh, a morally bankrupt corporation with a lot of talented people trying to do good stuff. Sure, we'll put that caveat on there, but I think like so much of what they do, it can objectively be traced to questionable ethics and a win at all costs mentality. And that's really concerning. And again, that goes back to it's 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 a little fucked up that Apple is the only one that can actually put a check on them. And Apple sold fewer iPhones. <laughs> that's so... Well we don't we don't actually know because they, you know, don't talk oh, about unit sales anymore. <laughs> Well, I think it's very obvious that they did because uh, they raised prices and they still, the revenue was less. The revenue line went down. Sorry, I'm not a finance guy, but I think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, services went up though. Although kind of at a, a tempered rate, which they they got asked about a handful of times during the call today. 
Yeah. Um, only other thing related to that was, oh, um, in terms of our usual, um, uh, like digital media streaming vertical thing. It's not, it's not quite as catchy as upstream, but yeah, but we can't we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Now that's definitely like to talk about like a Marie Kondo thing. Now that would definitely be patent theft. So we can't do that. Um, yeah, apparently Apple TV uh, will be debuting or will be like in a limited preview probably in late spring. Like there was a report that said they've told um, their con- content partners to be ready by uh, April for this. And the, the odd coincidence, or maybe not coincidence there, is that that's happening at the exact same time as uh, Disney Plus is going to be shown at either a media or investors conference uh, that Disney's holding around the same time. So, yeah. How how important do you think like, how important is the first mover advantage here? Uh I think the first mover advantage that Netflix has is really strong <laughs> and that neither of these other two services have that. Well, I guess so I guess if you to maybe coin a phrase here the the second mover advantage. I was going like, to say the eighth you, mover advantage. Well, yeah, right. But I guess if if you make the assumption that the majority of consumers are still open to you know, one or more additional streaming services on top of Netflix and whatever else they have. Like, how important do you think it is for Apple and Disney to get out ahead of one another? I don't think that's actually a competition. I think, like, that seems like more of a coincidence than anything else. Um, Yeah, I don't think it matters much because, like, people have already made their decisions on where their streaming dollars are going to go. I think Disney actually has a really compelling offering just because they just have so much valuable IP. Like, um, yeah, like it's just like they have something for everybody and such an enormous back catalog where that's going to be a compelling service. But I mean, if, but if you're somebody like me who doesn't have kids, like, I mean, that's just like I own like most of the Pixar movies I'd want to watch and I don't care about Star Wars. So therefore... Yeah, but what if they made all the Pixar movies available in 4K for the first time, and that that was exclusive to Disney Plus? You'd have, you'd have to you'd have to think about it. No, like I just I don't want more streaming stuff. I don't know. Like, yeah, I did, no. We'll see. Um, and yeah, I, I already have like in half of my streaming dollars are tied up in ESPN Plus because I wanted to watch that Kobe documentary that they were advertising for nine months straight. Are they offering like a free trial of that? I have no idea. I'm and I'm joking. I'm not subscribed to that. But apparently they have a million users on it, which is surprising. Hmm. Like, uh, uh, I didn't, I assume they're all paid. I don't think there's a free tier of ESPN Plus, but somebody said uh, throughout the number of million subs on it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, yeah, I, I'm still super pessimistic on uh, Apple TV, but do you want to take final bets on what it's called? Ooh, that's a good question, too. I have no idea. So it can't be called Apple Watch because Apple Watch exists. They won't call it iTunes Video. Apple Video sounds dumb, but that's that's probably what it's going to be. Like, is it, like, because the two, I think the two leading options are it's either called Apple Apple Video, or it's just called Apple Music, and just video is a thing inside of it. No, no, I don't think they, I don't think they would do that. I think that I think there is a solid. I think there's a four in ten chance that that happens. No, I don't. I don't think so. I know that's. That to me, that falls into the, you know, Jason Snell always brings this up, which is one of. The, I'm not saying that this is how, how you're thinking about it. I'm just saying what you just said reminded me of this, which is some people are quick to 
um, kind of push aside what Apple's doing here because of the whole like carpool karaoke thing and what a you know kind of failure that was and that lived inside the music app which for kind of some weird reason um i don't think that's the route they're going to go here i think this will be a fully fully standalone app and service that'll have its own branding and all that stuff and i i think you're right i I could see it just being apple video and you know the you know at the beginning of their original content it's literally just a you know than Apple logo. That would be very, that would be very Apple-like. Yeah. That'd be bad though. Like I, I'm not, well, I, I recuse myself from, from all Apple TV matters just cause it's, cause I, I, it's going to be so bad. Like, I think the content might be fine, but I just, who's going to license content to them? Like, that's the part I don't get. Like, and we'll, we'll move off, off this topic shortly, but like Apple has always been in cahoots with Disney and, because Disney has their own competing streaming service, their one most obvious content partner for back catalog stuff is gone. Or at least Disney will be giving them the least valuable stuff if they do that. Netflix has almost unlimited content dollars because they're just putting out so much debt to finance it. So what other than even if somehow Apple has completed shooting on all eight of their high profile uh, original video series like what else is there on the service like even hbo go which has or sorry just hbo in whichever form you subscribe to it still like at any one time only has like maybe four new shows happening at once at any one time they've been around for 25 years where the back catalog is substantial where it makes sense to pay 15 dollars a month for that so what does apple have like i, I just i don't see the the impetus to subscribe yeah, I think that's that's a fair question is what what what's the total offering? Like we've heard plenty of stories about individual pieces of original content, but even if you take all of those in the aggregate, that's still not enough for a service. So, yeah, you your question about what else there's going to be there is a is a good one. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes me think that it's Apple that it falls under the umbrella of Apple Music because it just becomes a Apple Music plus five dollars type thing because to start there's not going to be much there. Yeah, who knows? Okay, um, we so quick scheduling note: no show next week, but we'll push the Apple 2018 scorecard that we're just going to rehash what they talked about an upgrade till yeah, next week. I think that's I think that's good. Um, so do you want to round this out with uh, some uh, sparkling water news and then picks? Let's do it. So there's a new there's a new king of uh, sparkling water, mm. and this is dramatic news, and it is absolutely sure as hell not bubbly. So I'm gonna send I think, you a link. I think it's pronounced boobly. Yeah, I keep getting more of those ads on Instagram too. <laughs> like, yeah. So I had been resistant to this for a while, but it was it was on sale at Target, and I decided to give it a try. So I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but there's a brand of sparkling water. Uh. What? I, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big tea fan. So no, no, but that's okay. So, so if you go to spindriftfresh.com, because apparently they weren't able to get spindrift.com, because you know <laughs> they're they're a lean startup. Um, they have sparkling water that actually has real fruit juice in it, uh, but still zero to very very little sugar content in it. And I actually tried this for the first time at the Amazon Go store. 
because I didn't want to spend a dollar fifty on those gross curate Lacroix flavors. Um, so yeah, so this this sparkling water is amazing. Like it's it's great. It's not going to be like your everyday water, but it, it's it's better. Um, the lemon is very very good, and oddly, I bought it on a whim. But they have a half and half version that's kind of like a sparkling Arnold Palmer, but not really. Mm. And it's really good. I really, I was like, because I don't like tea either. Like, I hate almost every tea I've ever tried. And it's pretty good. It is more costly, though. So, like, your average um, eight pack of LaCroix or Dasani sparkling water is generally going to be $369 to $399. Uh, whereas my personal favorite, the uh, Simply Balanced Water at Target, is consistently two ninety nine. This is usually uh, six bucks for an eight pack, but it's good. So there's there's the, yeah there's a new uh, champion of, uh, of of Flavor Town. <laughs> I do appreciate that they have a whole uh, cocktails page. That's oh, that's fun. the thing. So that's what I, I, you asked me before we started the show. Yeah, what, what, what was my drink of choice today? And uh, on the debut page of uh, the half and half flavor, uh, they had a cocktail recipe that included um, a little bit of whiskey and uh, lemon juice and half and half, and pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, because I've always heard, and I haven't found any good recipes, but there's always been kind of um, this. Uh, secondary market of uh La- boozy lacroix recipes and i've never found a good one but yeah it's very good and so you can find this at target yes and also if you go to their store locator that's the last thing i'll talk about like I, this this company is doing all the right stuff like if you go if you go to the store locator they will actually show you all like somehow they know your location very facebook of them and or you can type in your zip code and they will show you all the grocery stores around you that have it and also what flavors they carry, hmm. which is which is really specific and and smart. And apparently, um, yeah, the half and half is only available at the Centerfell Target. Um, so that's a little bit of uh, insanely hyper local um, stuff for people. Can't get it in uh, in San Francisco. Huh. I will. I will try this next time you're at the if if you're ever passing by the Amazon Go. Or if you're a target, yeah, yeah, buy it. I think. Does your lady like tea? Well, yeah, but hot tea, not not iced tea, like what would, what would be in this? Yeah. So in the case, yeah, I think I think the lemon is probably a uh, it, it it it's a safe buy. I I will reimburse you the uh, five to six dollars if it turns out to not be good. Yeah, the lemon is is probably the one that I would get if only because when I when I'm looking on this cocktail page the sparkling maple leaf is the one that i would most want to try making and the 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 flavor there is lemon oh you weren't joking because i thought the cocktail like that one single cocktail recipe on the blog post about this new flavor was the the only thing but wow oh no there's probably 25 cocktail flavors here something like that what's a tom collins Mm, two ounces of gin simple syrup hmm yeah, I like this. They're yeah, they're really leaning hard into the millennial vibe, but I, but I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, got anything else or jump into chef special? Let's get into the chef specials. All right. So I've I've got one that you're probably going to laugh at me a little bit here, just because of how late to the party I am, and I I have no doubt that you've probably 
endlessly recommended this to me over the years, and I've, for one reason or another, just been resistant to to trying it. Intrigued. But I, fi- okay. I, I finally purchased and have started using Text Expander. Ooh, good. Um, it actually came up in the context of work. There was there, there was a ha- handful of things I was doing where I kept thinking like, yeah, you know, something like Text Expander would probably be legitimately useful here. And so that's what I started using it for. And I, I'm still a, a total newbie. Maybe if on a slow week, we could carve out some time and you could give me all your text expander tricks, kind of like you <laughs> introduced me to OmniFocus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really good. And it's, I, I can tell there's like a lot of power there and a lot you can do with it, but it is also just really easy to jump right into and just, set up a couple of simple things without having to read a bunch of tutorials and stuff. So yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm probably like the last person on the planet who this would be useful for, who hadn't actually started using it already, but you know, better late than never, as you like to say. Yeah. Text expander is pretty great. So yeah, well, very good. It's never too late. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what I can make this. Cause I, I don't, I don't have a solid winner this year. Or that this this episode, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll 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 half heartedly make that um, Peloton uh, thread on Twitter my pick. But now um, there's one other thing. Oh, this is what it was. Okay, this is essentially so. This isn't really a thing I endorse, but it's just something that great people that people should watch. So I'll just go for this. So as I was getting really deep in the stack on uh, learning about every generation of Roomba in the history of the Roomba Corporation. Um, I also wanted to see what I was missing out on by not getting the nice one. And the i7 is their highest end model. That's the one where the Roomba will empty itself into a little like disposable pod so you never actually like touch dirt, which is eh. but if you watch the video and I'm I'm not sure if you can hear the audio from YouTube if you click on it for a second, but it has and I can't tell if they're being jokey or it's sincere. But it it really reads like a like Michael Bay ten uh, like fifty million dollar budget uh, like blockbuster summer movie like the audio track on the i seven overview in this YouTube video is amazing. Yeah, this is this is pretty good. And we, also, you got. I just was going to say that when we were looking to get a, a nicer Roomba for the house here, we. We did really, really consider getting this. No, it's 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 eleven hundred dollars. Well, I so it, there there were two things. the The price was what ultimately made it so that we just you know we, we couldn't go this direction. But the other thing too is the, I mean, the really big selling point on this thing is the fact that the charging base also can empty the robot. I think it's like thirty times before you then have to empty the charger. The problem is it empties into a proprietary bag that I think we looked it up online and like the the replacements for that were not super cheap. Oh, that's fine. Which I guess if you're buying an $1,100 vacuum, maybe you don't really care, but yeah, I don't know. There was something about that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too. So that'd be another knock against the trash can I have because it takes custom trash bags. Oh my god! Of course, of course it does. It takes the H liners. They're perfectly. Oh god! 
and it's got a little pocket in the back so you never know don't know where your trash bags are it's great what's so what do you, what's the what's the vegas over under for uh the amount of weeks that pass from now until when you buy the i7 zero oh so you're gonna buy it you're gonna buy it tomorrow wait is that how it's work <laughs> wait, what do the scottish teens think um no it's 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 absolutely zero because that's the thing like where where i i think that like i because here's the thing like i'm still going to vacuum so like well yeah this, i mean the, we, the, the, know, the, was... sale, the sale price of the roomba 690 like that even on this like super discount like it's probably about to be discontinued thing like that was the top end of a thing that would make my life marginally better like where maybe instead of vacuuming two to three times a week, I'm going to do it once every two weeks. Like, no, like I don't. Yeah. Like I, I would still want a higher end rumor cause I, cause I know all the reasons this one isn't that good. Um, but I just can't, I, I don't, this does not bring me enough joy to spend that amount of money on it. Yeah. 250 was a splurge on this. So I'm not spending $1,100 on a slightly better robot vacuum cleaner that I don't have space for. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 charging base is pretty big. Yeah, again, I'm so amazed that the, that it somehow works underneath the couch. I I did not expect that to happen. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, and I and I, I the one thing that I thought was cool for the budget model or whichever one I got, it still comes with a lighthouse, and I didn't know what a lighthouse was until now. But that's really cool to keep it out of the bathroom so that it doesn't get caught on the bath mat. Well, that's um, you know, I I told the story about the first time we ran ours and it got stuck underneath the console table i mean that's the way that we you know keep it keep it out of there it's just a little lighthouse yeah really cool Mm -hmm. yeah so everybody can pencil it in on january 25th make sure they get my robot something for its first birthday uh january 25th next year (laughs) happy birthday wally